Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. All right, thank you for that, and welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. I am your humble host, Rick Tittle, coming to you from downtown San Francisco, California. Relentless interviewing. No one does more interviews in a day than me. Are you happy about that, Rick? Eh. Um, (laughs) Every slot is full today for three hours if everybody shows up. First hour... All your favorites, Natalie White, Toby Amies, and Karen Lyle. Second hour, Tara Lipinski. Now we're talking. Uh, Craig Grywe. He probably says Gru. We'll find out. And uh, Ryan O'Hanlon. Uh, ATN slot at 11.10. Then writer Chris Sanders and director Randy Kent for their movie Demons at Dawn. And then Eiler, uh, author... We will have Tyler Dunn, his book, Blood and Guts. Is that about Patton? I think it's about tight ends. I'll show you a tight end. 1-800-878-PLAY. Get yourself in and get yourself heard wherever you might happen to be listening in this great land of ours and so-so foreign lands. Uh, we are here for you. We're on the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, the Stitcher app. Getting twitch.tv going here right quick after the break. You can tune in that away. Uh, also, if you'd like to uh, write me an email, it's rick at sportsbyline.com. If you would like to uh, look at the website, it's sportsbyline.com. New and improved. Yeah, that's right. Uh, also, uh, CRN Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network channel 2, and your cable provider. We will provide cable to you. Wait, what? We got game five, winner take all. It's going to be an early start out here, one o'clock, and then they got to get on a plane, and whoever wins has to play in Houston tomorrow. We'll talk about that as well. 1 800 878 play is the number to call if one of my guests doesn't show up. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. 
Dealing with an outdated printer that just can't keep up with you? Visit Staples and upgrade to a new HP Envy Inspire with HP+. HP's best home printer. And it comes with six months of free ink. It prints everything you need, from homework and work documents to incredible photos and more with amazing quality. Right now, save $70 on the HP Envy Inspire 7955E. Available at Staples. Offer valid through August 27th. See staples.com slash HP Plus for details. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153 800-943-2153 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153 I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome, he's a genius. All right, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, Kesty Coast, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show entrepreneur, Natalie White, the founder of Moolah Kicks. These are basketball shoes designed specifically 
for women. Natalie, welcome to the uh, show. Entrepreneur, uh, does that describe you? I guess there's about 10 different uh, ambitious uh, titles you can have, don't you? I think so. I think, you know, I think I could hand out a couple of different business cards with different titles, and that would also describe it. (laughs) Well, as we know, as you know, especially, you would buy a pair of Jordans, whatever. They're super wide. That's the first thing I can think of is that women's feet generally are a little bit more narrow. Is that what's kind of like behind the impetus to start this company? Well, really, it's about performance basketball sneakers and not the casual, you know, Air Force One, Jordan, but it's about performance sneakers where girls and women basketball players for so long have been shopping and forced to shop in the men's and the children's section for our sneakers. And we, the differences between women's and men's feet mean that when female players were performing in men's sneakers, we were actually more at risk for the knee, ankle, and leg injuries that are so common in women's basketball. I also think, too, you know, like maybe in the 80s they would make pink Jordans, and they go, oh, these are for girls. And it's like, yeah, but that's exactly the same shoe, right? Right, and what we're talking about is really the inner fit of the sneaker mm-hmm. because the female foot form is different than the male foot form. We have a higher arch, a more narrow heel, a slimmer width, like you mentioned, and they may seem like small details, but when you perform in that sneaker, not for one practice, but for dozens of years, and that's what ends up contributing to overuse and a higher risk of all of these injuries that we see off the charts in women's hoops. So how did you go about, because I would probably think that, like me, you're not a, 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 you know, a biochemist or a scientist or an anthropologist. How did you go about finding the information, the data, to study the woman's foot in general and then translate that into the inner parts and workings of that shoe? The differences between women's and men's feet is widely researched and known. And the first step in the sneaker creation process is to make something called the last, spelled L-A-S-T. And what it essentially is, is a mold of a foot. It doesn't matter if it's a lifestyle sneaker, a flip-flop, or a performance shoe. Every sneaker is made on one of these folds. And so the first step was to create a mold, a last, that had both the female fit, and the basketball shape. And I partnered with Jones & Vining, the top last manufacturer in the world, along with industry experts to inform and create that Moolake signature female fit. For you, you know that a shoe has to be A, comfortable, B, supportive, and then C, it's got to look good, too, because style is so huge. And we usually, sometimes people pick style over substance, unfortunately. So how do you make sure that the shoe is everything you promised and then looks really cool? What we're focused on is for those female basketball players that just want to get to the next level. They want to be a little bit better. They want to have their best season. And so we packed our new sneaker, the NeoVolt Pro, filled with technical features that give comfort, stability, and performance on court. Also, if I think about uh, getting this out there, you made a deal with uh, Dick's exclusive provider on a national basis. Congratulations. Thank you. It was incredible. Um, I, when we were looking for retail partners, one of the most important components was that they were committed to women's athletics. And with Dick's Sporting Goods, we got that and so much more. Not only are they so rooted in sports, but 
they have an unbelievable commitment to providing the best performance products they can for their female athletes. And so I reached out with a cold email to the CEO of Dick Sporting Goods, and I was met with an incredible response where they have been beyond supportive of the Moolah Kicks product and mission. They were our first retail partner and an investor in the company. Isn't it funny how people say, look, when you mail a letter, it doesn't get read, and when you mail an email, it's not even going to get opened, and you just proved that wrong, didn't you? I hope so. Yeah, so um, the name, I'm sure there were others that were close, (laughs) and you maybe even did a focus group on it. What were some of the other names you were thinking about calling your company? Well, I knew that the meaning behind the name is what's most important because we wanted a name that really had a positive nod to the street culture of basketball. And we also wanted a name that signified the financial opportunity that we're creating for women's basketball players in this sport. And Moolah does both of those things, right? New York slang for money. So it seems like a perfect fit when we were going through the drawing board. So uh, let's talk about brand new this month, your second shoe there at Dick's called Neo Volt Pro. What's up with the Neo Volt Pro? The Neo Volt Pro will be available in over double the amount of stores as our original Phantom One. And again, we're so excited because this sneaker boasts a webbing lacing system, engineered mesh, and so many other technical features that just make it a cut above every other women's basketball offering. Also, uh, I think about like a company like, you know, Nike, they just made a running shoe or Under Armour. They just made the little pad that went under your shoulder pads and then they're everywhere. Do you see your company merch, hoodies, sweats, maybe getting into other sports or one step at a time here? I definitely see Moolah Kicks will get into gear, right? Everything to improve that on-court performance. Anything we can do to elevate that performance is what we're after. So whether that's sneakers or other products, that's what we're here for. And you know, uh, today in 2022, things can get a little bit convoluted. So was there been any pushback saying there's no such thing as gender? So how can you make a shoe for a woman? Do you ever get any of that? I think that's so important because... You know, as a member of the LGBTQ community, I understand how important gender expression is. Mm-hmm. And so something that we're doing is it's not about, it's, it's really about fit on your foot form. And these sneakers are meant to fit your feet better. But we are so excited that it can fit people who want to express themselves and, and identify as any, any gender. So do you see a time then when maybe... You start making them for men, like Clay Thompson out there wearing the moolah kicks? No, I don't. This is for female basketball players, and that's what makes us so special. Very cool. All right, and by the way, I've seen these. They're very, very good-looking shoes. Um, The other thing, of course, people always want to know where they're made and are they responsibly made, and there's not like a bunch of, you know, children making them on some island somewhere, right? No, that's, that's always important, and we're actually one of the top performance factories in the world that is, that is leading the industry in sustainability. And so for you now, um, this thing is catching on like wildfire, so 
college, WNBA, leagues around the world? What have you seen like overseas in the interest in these shoes? We have had interest and excitement at every level. And we've seen players in every league in many countries wearing and performing these sneakers. And it's been, it's been incredibly encouraging. Well, once again, email somebody with an idea. You might end up a Fortune 500 company like Moolah Kicks, and we have been speaking with the very ambitious and successful founder, Natalie White, going from strength to strength. Natalie, congratulations on everything. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Okay, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we will come on back on Byline. taking a calcium supplement it's probably not doing what you think it is that's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements that's where calcium from algae comes in algae cal plus doesn't just stop bone loss it's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies that's right algae cal plus increases bone density even if you're in your 80s that's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin d to stay strong there are actually 13 minerals and three vitamins needed to build healthy new bone and algae cal plus contains all of them and it's proudly made in the usa your calcium doesn't increase bone density algae cal plus does talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how algae cal plus can start increasing your bone density call now 800-437-8217 that's 800-437-8217 are you 60 plus and love to travel introducing the senior travel discount network brought to you by low-cost airlines call us anytime day or night and save up to 75 percent on your airline and hotel reservations we can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere we have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide and when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone we make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip remember call the senior travel discount network mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation call now 800-493-6118 800-493-6118 that's 800-493-6118 no offense but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by MedDiet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call. You'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us? We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, 
Call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk-free offer. 800-738-5332-800-738-5332-800-738-5332. That's 800-738-5332. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the program. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco. Also, we are around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. British rock band King Crimson is the subject of a highly anticipated new feature documentary, uh, which is uh, going to be releasing tomorrow in uh, U.S. Uh, theaters and getting a worldwide one-night-only digital event release on Wednesday, the uh, 22nd. It premiered at South by Southwest in the spring. It's called In the Court of the Crimson King, King Crimson at 50. And we're very happy now to be joined by director Toby Ames, who put this together. Toby, welcome to the show. What was the genesis behind this project? Oh, God, I'm still trying to work out, remember that number for losing weight, actually. I could, I've got a couple of stones that I, I'm trying <laughs> to get rid of there, so that may be the answer. Um, uh, I was asked to make the film by Robert Fripp um, because he'd seen uh, my earlier film, The Man Whose Mind Exploded, and he knew that I didn't know anything about King Crimson, so he thought that I would come to the... Uh, I hesitate to call it a party, uh, um, but come, in, come into that environment, you know, with sort of fresh eyes and fresh ears, not not seeking to strengthen any of the uh, any of the stereotypes about King Crimson. Well, King Crimson, I don't think they get their due. If you think about forming in the late '60s and bringing in instruments that maybe you wouldn't expect to see, and I think about bands like ELO and Genesis and. Yes, and even Foreigner, bringing in choruses and symphony orchestras. What, what was it about the progressiveness that they were able to be so uh, innovative? Well, I think it's, it's quite interesting there because without sort of getting too deeply into uh, the language of it all, that, that I think that prog itself, like most of those bands that you mentioned, I, I don't like at all. Um, because I think I kind of know what I'm going to get with them, mm-hmm. um, that they are sort of prog bands in terms of prog, you know, ironically as a genre is quite a fixed notion, whereas the idea of progression or being progressive um, suggests that there's always going to be change. And uh, whilst I, not all of King Crimson's music is to my taste either, I do really appreciate from a creative point of view that there is progression, uh, both in the music and also in their approach to music. They're always trying um, different ideas and different ways of music, of making music. So, 
So I think that's 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 where it, get, it gets interesting to me is not being set in stone. And the interesting thing about the film is that you see a group of, uh, of relatively old, even in some cases elderly musicians, continuing to take risks and chances uh, on stage rather than just sort of bashing out the hits in the, in the ways that they, they always have. And because the Crimson music is so complicated, you know, there is always the danger of something going wrong, not to mention somebody having a heart attack. <laughs> Lordy. You mentioned Robert Fripp, of course. He's been there forever. Can you count how many members of the band there has been over the years? Uh, hilariously, uh, we just we were in the process of making up a T-shirt um, to to sort of add to the sort of merch church for our streaming at the weekend on the twenty second at nugs.net forward slash King Crimson, and uh, we were making one of those band member T-shirts, and nobody can actually work out how many members of the band there have officially been, <laughs> because there are people who are definitely in King Crimson, and then there are people who have sort of played in King Crimson, but they're not necessarily considered members. And, um, you know, I think part of the, uh, in inverted commas, fun of being in King Crimson is that you're never entirely sure how secure your position in the band is. I love the, po- the, 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 um, the point that they use the word interregnum, which is... Uh, <laughs> Not not very much used in the musical world, but can you tell us the early se- the seventies the the band's interregnum? Um, well, I mean it's it's. I mean I wanted to point out that like I am not the best person to be telling the King Crimson history. The film is about what King Crimson is or what it's like to be in King Crimson, about the experience mm-hmm. of being um, you know in that creative environment. Because Sid Smith's biography of the band. I think is the is the sort of the Bible, as it were. Um, so my understanding of the band is just what I've heard reported back is that like it, there was a you know a sort of a period where nobody really knew who was in the band, who what it was, but then it sort of you know it came together again for for Red, and which created this incredible and incredibly dark album. Um, but with regard to what happened then. I'm not entirely sure because, you know, part of the joy of of working with this band and, and making a rock documentary is that you, you get to understand or see the story from lots of sides and rarely is one version of the truth the actual truth. Very interesting. A couple more questions here for director Toby Amis. Um, the collaborations over the years and think about Brian Eno, David Bowie and some others, who are the... Uh, some of the standouts there besides them that uh, collaborated with King Crimson? Well, I think, I think, um, you know, if, if, if with, with regard to, you're talking about sort of work, Robert's work outside um, of King Crimson. And, um, you know, I think um, the stuff that there was, I was listening to a, a, a solo he did on a grinder man, you know, Nick Cave's side project, um, Grinderman single the other day, which is absolutely extraordinary. Absolutely screaming, scorching, very dark guitar solo. And then um, in my research uh, for for the film, I discovered that he'd worked with the Damned as well, you mm. know, and had played live with the Damned. And I think that's something that maybe, you know, if you're coming to Robert Fripp and King Crimson sort of fire a prog lens. 
then you may not be aware of just sort of how active he was in particularly in new york in the sort of in the 80s and was you know he was there at the sort of birth of no wave and um and and worked with several new wave artists as well so um in terms of his solo work, I really love personally. I really love the the stuff with uh, with Brian with Brian Eno, um, but I also love that Roche's record as well, which he produced. Um, you know, his stuff outside of King Crimson is is very hard to define, but I think it's always very reward, rewarding musically to listen to. You know, it's funny when I think about British rock bands at that time and even post uh, that that era, I think, well, they're probably from Sheffield or they're Scouse or they're from Manchester. These these were guys from London, like West End, Fulham around there. Oh, well, they, they started in Fulham, but um, uh, certainly um, Robert himself is from from the countryside, from Wimborne. Um, hmm. There's a really great documentary actually on YouTube um, called Wimborne to New York, uh, which describes uh, Robert's sort of creative journey um, in the early 80s. Um, and he sort of he takes the, uh, the viewers on a tour of, of his hometown and shows them the Dorset estate agent's shop that he was going to, his father wanted him to end up in. So there's sort of mixed, but I mean, also, I think one of the things certainly. You know, post post the discipline period of the band, that's so interesting about King Crimson. That's something we look at in the film as well. Is the degree to which it was a blend of American and English or British approaches to music as well. So there's, um, you know, certainly, and and the and the band itself now has got several several Americans, you know, in it. I had um, it had Bill Reeflin, and it's got um, Tony Levin and. Um, Pat Mestalotto in the band as well. So there's sort of, you know, I think the sort of the the later iterations of, of King Crimson are, well, I think the whole idea of King Crimson is in part is to bring in different musical sensibilities and approaches and ways of playing um, into the band in order to keep on creating creating something new and something surprising. So it's sort of weirdly like, it's non-geographical in a sense, but I do think that that interplay between sort of American sensibilities and and British sensibilities um, is important. This they film... ain't Cockneys anyway. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, I do love Dorset, by the way. Um, this movie, In the Court of the Crimson King, King Crimson at fifty, uh, as I mentioned, uh, will be released in U.S. theaters tomorrow and a special one night only digital event Wednesday October 22nd and uh, this Saturday Saturday Sorry to interrupt you there. yes this this coming Saturday the 22nd okay yes yeah so this press release Wednesday the 22nd yeah that's absolutely wrong uh, my fault reading that but uh, I want to uh, let everybody know this film has been receiving tremendous reviews to make sure to uh, check it out and even if you've never heard of Kim Crimson I think you'll be very uh, entertained as well. We've been speaking uh, to the man behind it, Toby Amys. Toby, congratulations on it, and uh, let's Thank catch you up on much. your next one. Thanks. I'll let you know um, if I lose any weight from that uh, <laughs> calling that, head, that phone number as well. Uh, uh, all, right. all right. Thanks very much for having me. Best of Cheer luck you. with that. Cheers. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Well, they 
This is Karen Lyle of Salesport Talk checking in with Nathan Outeridge of America's Cup Team New Zealand after day 10 of the AC40 on the water. Yeah, we had like a good easterly today. Um, it was, you know, meant to be in the low 20s and we hadn't really started that much wind yet. So one of the main objectives today was just to sign off from a low perspective that, you know, when the wind gets up, um, you know, it's got sensors on that now. So we're measuring the loads and there was no alarms going off today, which was fantastic. Um, so yeah, we just hoisted sails out the front and sailed all the way up towards the back paddock. Um, we were sort of wanting to try and find some waves today. With the wind against tight, we definitely found plenty of waves out there. And, um, you know, for me being pretty new on the boat, um, it was just really interesting to see how the boat performs in those waves. And One thing I did notice going uphill, you've seen today obviously a lot more breeze to be carrying a bit of lured heel at times and trying to flatten what I'm seeing is trying to flatten the boat by easing a bit of sheet on the main, twisting up even potentially, to try and get it back to level or to windward. Is that a... Yeah, they're a unique boat, you know, trying to find the right balance in it. So you, we, we had the two on initially, which was well out of range, but we just wanted to sign it off from a geometry point of view to make sure that, you know, the one design sails were all made correct and, you know, it was perfect conditions to make sure when you go flat out on the cano and the sheet, you know, I've got the clue board in, in the jib current and things. So, and then it was too, really kind of too bumpy. We didn't really want to take it off in the rough stuff, so we sailed up to the flat room and take it off. But with the bigger sail up, you get lots of side force on the boat, and so then you got the foil out to lure, trying to fight those forces. So, you know, we played a lot around with some can angles and heel angles to try and you know, get some balance in the boat. You know, with the, the boat, I think, is pretty overpowered with the sails, and you end up with the the chip or the main car, like what, yeah. almost down on the stopper at times, just going upwind. So. Uh, it's a little concerning when you've got to bear it away and you're already in the corner going upwind, but um, you know, like you can always eat some and twist it out. But um, yeah, we're just still learning the boat, just trying to learn how to sort of set it up and see how it performs. Okay. Uh, so can you give us uh, your best speed today? Easy over 45. Today. E- over 45. Easy. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you were you were gone, and we were. Uh, v- VMG, you're in the low 40s, and you know when you peel through it, and we weren't trying to push it too hard in the barrows. It was making sure we keep the rudder in the water, but yeah, easy over 45 today. And, and in that charge back down the harbour, we, we weren't in the biggest waves of the day. Did you have any moment when you thought, oh, we're going we're gonna to skip straight through this trough and, and, and put air around the foil? That's actually really interesting sitting on the lower side watching the foil, and you know, you're a passenger almost at that point, but on to lower I'm just watching the foil going in and out, and it's impressive how quickly it reattaches it. Some of the troughs are, you know, over a metre long. So you're easily getting half your wing out of the water. Thank you, Nathan. This is Karen Lyle of Salesport Talk. All right, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, and it's 9.40 on a Tuesday. That's the time we check in with Karen Lyle from salesportstalk.com, and she always co-hosts this segment with me. We're waiting on our guest, Don Riley. Uh, Karen, can you give us an update about your sailing exploits of late? Well, I guess I was just sailing a couple days ago on a J24, which is a 24-foot um, 
a racing boat, but it's also used for training people on, on um, you know, U.S. sailing certification for basic keelboat and basic cruising. And uh, it's a fun little boat. It, it responds really fast. It has a tiller. And, yeah, the wind was probably somewhere around 8 to 10 knots, which was a pleasant day out there on the San Francisco Bay. So for you, honestly, how far could you go solo? If I gave you the the boat you wanted with all the supplies, all the equipment, all the technology, could you go to past the Farallons? Could you go to Hawaii? Could you go to Tahiti or Korea? For me... I don't like to go solo. I like to go double-handed with another crew. Oh, I'm not asking um, you what you like. I'm <laughs> I'm asking you how far you can get, girl. How far I can get? Well, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I probably could go out to the Farallons um, and, and back. I don't know that I would risk any, but that's actually quite a challenging trip. I've been out to the Farallons twice. Mm-hmm. And it depends upon whether you have wind. Now, say if I was in a boat, the, pro- the problem with something like a, a small boat, like a G24, is that it's got an outboard motor. And um, so if you're in any kind of chop, then the motor, the prop is right out, out of the water, and you're not able to you know, steer or propel yourself if you were in a situation with no wind. If you have an inboard motor, then you can motor when there's no wind. Um, but I, I personally wouldn't be caught outside the gate with... Um, without an inboard motor because it would just be really dangerous and it can be pretty pretty choppy in the summertime you know in the bay you can get three to four foot chop so you, you've got to have your protection in place which is knowing that you can get out of the way of one of these you know tankers or, or cargo ships that are out there in the ocean or coming through the channels if you're on a sailboat so it can be pretty dangerous with just sails alone if you, I'm going to keep uh, going with this till we get done. If you, <laughs> if you were, if you were solo, would you uh, bring? Because we've talked to sailors before over the years that have brought a dog, uh, you know, books, uh, cooking. You know, like what would you do to to sort of bide the time when you were by yourself out there? Well, first of all, if I was going solo, I would be in a boat that was probably 30, probably take, take my boat, which is a 36-foot sloop, and um, you want to have autopilot because if you're solo, you're not going to be, there's going to be times when you have to leave the helm, and um, so you want to have autopilot or at least a, a way of manually controlling the, um, you know, I mean, some, some, some type of autopilot to allow you to, to have the leisure to do something. Really, the only time I think that I would probably be reading a book is if I was, you know, uh, in, um, in no wind and not progressing forward. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty demanding to, to be able to pay attention, and you can't do pay attention for 24 hours. you still got to sleep. I mean, I, this is one of the reasons why it doesn't appeal to me so much to go single-handing is because you've got to usually sleep two or three hours at a time and then wake up because you can't just, you know, be out there without paying attention all the time. It's just, I, I, frankly, Rick, I don't understand the single-handing. I think I like double-handing better, as I said, but this is what you would have to do if you were single-handing. You have to sleep on and off and, and be sleep-deprived a lot. Would you kind of liken it to drinking alone like it's no fun to drink by yourself well i don't know that it isn't any fun to drink by yourself depends upon the food and the wine (laughs) (laughs) 
So do you have a Cascade, an Islander, a Swan, a Rustler, a Biscay, a Columbia? I actually have a Hunter Vision 36. Um, so if you, if you know um, most sloops, which is the, the style of rig of a, of a sailboat, uh, it has a mane and a jib. Um, basically, have um, they have shrouds, which are steel cables that attach to either side of the the mast that hold the mast up. But this particular design uh, was one that there were 400 boats made like this in, in the in the early 90s, and it has no shroud, so it doesn't have anything to hold the mast up. It just has an aluminum mast. It's very wide at the base, and it's they call it steeped into the keel, which means it, it you know the mast goes all the way through the cabin down into the the keel, which is the um, you know the the bottom part of the hull of the boat, right where the, the little fin goes out um, to the wa- to the water to stabilize you when you're when you're under, under sail. And um, then it's very narrow at the top, so and it actually bends. So when you go into the wind and the winds are high, it, the top will bend a little bit and it will spill some of the wind out of the sail to keep it more balanced. It's actually an awesome rig to sail, and especially downwind because you don't have the shroud stopping you from being able to let the main sheet out more. So you can do something called sail, sail wing on wing, which means you can have the, the jib sail, which is the front sail a little bit to the, uh, to the left, and the, and the main sail to the right with the wind coming behind. Just, you're just on a run, the wind's just right straight behind the boat, a little bit to the leeward, and you're basically sailing with the two sails in opposite directions. It's a lot of fun. Very interesting. You know, I'm just, uh, as you were talking, I looked at the Hunter Vision 36. I'm looking in the cabin, opulent. You got the seats facing each other, the island, the little table in the middle. You got a full stove, and uh, way up there in the bow, it looks like a bedroom. Very nice. You know, I actually, um, I was over at the St. Francis Yacht Club um, guest dock just spending the night, like I think it was one Christmas, and there were these, um, these, these eight young men who were up from Texas, and they were down near the dock, and we were chatting, and they said, can we come see your boat? And so I said, sure. So I took them all down, and I seated them around that table, and all eight of them fit, plus me, you know? Wow. <laughs> I mean, it was a little crowded. We were squished a bit, you know, but, um, you know, it was um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I, this is a cruising boat, so comfort is actually important to me. We have two cabins, and and so um, my brother um, usually is in the forward cabin. I'm in the in the aft cabin, which is called the owner's cabin in that boat, which means it's a little bigger and more opulent, and I can stand up, and there's six-foot-three headroom. There'd be room for you in there. Yeah, right? well, I'm six-two, yeah. To, you, would, you wouldn't have to stoop. <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't have to stoop in the sloop. Uh, That's right. You got it. You got you got the rhythm of it now. You're going. There we go. So, yet. so the master bedroom is the stern, then. Uh, in, it depends. Um, it depends on the boat. So in this particular case, the stern cabin is is larger. Usually, in a sloop, because the you've got the pointy end, which is the bow, right? It it, it comes to to point the the. The forward cabin, or the V berth as they call it, is kind of in the shape of a V. So your feet are usually towards the 
the the pointing end in your head is is more towards the center of the cabin. Um, there's still enough room for. I mean, my I say my brother's six foot two also, so he's the same height as you, and um, you know he can stretch out. And I mean, two people could sleep in there, but I really think it's more comfortable for one. I mean, I'm into comfort with sailing. I have to admit. So uh, is it like a little step-in bath shower type of thing? There is one. I mean, you know, having sailed in the BDI in the catamaran, you know, 45-foot catamaran or something like that, now that's a shower, you know. In the owner's cabin, if you've got one, uh, an owner's cabin usually is on. Excuse me, the last one I think we had a, uh, a 40-foot, and the right-hand side, well, which would be called the starboard side, the owner's cabin filled the whole the whole hull, and so there was a shower that was big enough that you could stretch your arms out on either side before you touch the the wall of the shower, and you've got a proper shower head, and you can stand there. In my boat, the shower is actually just right. The shower head's right uh, to the left of the the toilet, so you actually just close the the head and make it into a shower, and then you know everything's a little bit wet, and you just you know, drink towel. Like, if it's hot, you, you know, have to towel it off. It just dries up. But, you know, actually, humidity can be an issue when you're traveling on long trips. Now, up on the bridge, or as my dad used to say on the carrier, the con, you got that big uh, helm. Uh, so uh, what's your uh, visibility at the helm when you're up there? Well, um, just to describe for people who... who um, um, you know, to visualize this is around the radio. Uh, in this particular boat, I have a wheel. So the wheel drives like a car. You know, you turn the wheel to the right, it goes, the, boat, the front of the boat goes to the right, you turn the wheel to the left, the front of the boat goes to the left. Now, on a smaller boat like the um, G24 I was sailing on this week, you have a tiller where you actually push the tiller the opposite direction mm-hmm. um, to get the same effect. So, um, when you go from a smaller boat to a boat that has a wheel, there can be something called tiller confusion, which you don't remember which way to turn. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. And um, so in uh, J24, you don't have something called a dodger, which is a shield so that the, the water splashes, you know, on, onto, the, onto the cockpit. It, it you know, keeps, the, keeps you rather dry and a little wind protection. But on my boat... I have something called the Dodger, which is, and this is a hardtop Dodger, and it has little windows in it, which are kind of like a, a type of feature plastic that kind of clips, you know, slides, slides into place and stays there. So I can see out through that, and I can also see above it and between the Dodger and the boom. So the visibility for me is pretty clear. Um, but I have been on some boats where I really have to position myself carefully so that I can see outside the dodger because maybe it falls right in my line sight when I'm standing or I might stand or actually elevate myself with something under my under my seat, uh, like, a, like a cushion or something, because really you've got to have the sight line just right. And if you're in a situation like I was in BDI when we had that thunder and lightning storm I told you about and the water was just coming down like sheets, sheets of rain, you know, the visibility was very poor on the catamaran because, and I had to, um, you know, I, I, I basically opened up the window so that there was no um, no effect of a dodger at all so that I could just see through the rain as best I could. And there you just have to, you know, hope for the best, right? Average, I'm just looking, average price for 136 is about 74 grand, worth every penny, right? 
Well, I don't go for talking about. But you see, we would call that seventy-four boat units in in in, <laughs> in, in sailing. In sailing, it's it, you know one thousand dollars is a boat unit, um, which for someone like myself, I never knew actually, that. That's a, yeah, that's a little bit more, you know, I mean, that's, it's like a, you know, a nice car, right? You know, you yeah, have. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> and by the way, Karen, who needs a guest? I was very, very titillated this whole segment. <laughs> well, that's your last name, right? Isn't it? Exactly. Titillating Rick, right? Titillating sports, titillating. Hey, so uh, everybody go to salesporttalk.com. Karen, you carried the segment. As I said, who needs a guest? Thank you. And we'll do it again next week. Sounds great. <laughs> All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Byline. have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide 800-514-0521 800-514-0521 that's 800-514-0521 listen up guys are you experiencing any of the following fatigue less drive poor performance if so you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the u.s today dealing with ed But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. 
For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right, so we're going to have a 1 p.m. Game 5 out here in San Francisco. Well, it's going to be in New York. I'm just saying the time. 4.07 at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. And it was funny, like literally ha-ha funny, looking at social media after the uh, game was canceled making everybody wait three hours in the stadium. And people are like, this is an outrage. MLB, it's all about money. This is fixed so New York can win. How dare you make us pay for parking and merch? I can't believe this. Now I can't see the game. It's going to be at 1 o'clock. MLB, Yankees, you suck. Well, a couple of things to remember. First of all, by pushing it back a day, the Indians, the Indians, the Guardians could have started Shane Bieber. They're not. They're still going to go with Savali and not Bieber on short days rest. Secondly, <clears throat> the weather in New York, no rain today. It just says it's going to be cold. That's it. But no rain. That's good. But can I tell you, the people who are outraged, do you know what you experienced? You experienced what every single fan ever has experienced in a delayed game. That would have happened Mariners at A's a Tuesday in April. They would have waited if they said, oh, we might, it might clear up, it might clear up, it might clear up. We would say, believe me, I did those games for eight and a half seasons, and I sat through those delay, 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 and those were for nothing BS games with 8,000 people in the stadium. And the the series starts tomorrow in Houston. They want to give the teams a little bit of a rest. They got to fly straight to Houston after the game. That's why it's being played in the afternoon. There's no conspiracy this time. I'm sorry. Come on back. Radio News with Tim Berg. 
Three weeks before Election Day, Republicans are gaining an edge among voters. The latest New York Times-Siena College poll shows 49% of voters plan to vote Republican, compared to 45% who plan to vote for Democrats. That's a five-point swing from the September poll, which showed Democrats with a one-point lead. This as House Minority Leader from California Kevin McCarthy says that Republicans will tackle high prices and inflation if they gain the majority after the midterms. Democrat incumbents are the ones who voted for the American Rescue Plan that brought us inflation. Even Steve Ratner, a Democrat advisor to Obama, calls it the original sin of inflation. Another big tech company is laying off workers. From the USA Radio News West Coast News Bureau, Lance Pry has the details. Microsoft Corporation announced layoffs of roughly 1,000 employees this week, becoming the latest tech company to show signs of concerns about future demand. Microsoft, which employs about 200,000 people, said it was making the cuts as part of a regular adjustment at the start of its fiscal year. A recent report by accounting firm KPMG found 51% of CEOs polled said they are considering workplace reductions in the next six months. Microsoft is scheduled to release quarterly earnings in exactly one week. A cold snap is putting millions in the Midwest, South, and East at risk of frost and freezing temperatures. A storm system is also bringing snow, wind, and rain from the Great Lakes into the Northeast. It'll be the coldest temperatures since April for much of the country, with temperatures at least 10 degrees below average starting Tuesday. It's another quiet day in Washington, D.C., as the Senate and House are not in session. This is USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 568 2790. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-568-2790. 800-568-2790. Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley sent a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland, FBI Director Christopher Wray, and U.S. Attorney for Delaware David Weiss on Monday citing new whistleblower claims that President Joe Biden was involved with his son Hunter's foreign business dealings from years ago. Republican Congressman Jeff Andrew from New Jersey must be investigated thoroughly. This has to be dug into deeply at every level, multiple committees, and if true, it's very, very serious. A new Illinois state law goes into effect on January 1st, eliminating cash bail for a range of crimes. On Monday, a meeting was held at Naperville City Hall, giving residents the opportunity to ask questions. Republican State Senator John Curran highlighted the law's primary focus. The intent is to drive down detention. The law gives judges the power to detain criminals before trial if the state can prove they pose a threat to public safety or are considered a flight risk. 
There was no winner in Monday night's Powerball drawing, so the jackpot for Wednesday night is up $508 million. Nobody has won the Powerball jackpot since August 3rd, which is our number one. The Google Trends 2022 Frightgeist finds the most searched for costume in the United States is a witch for the second straight year. For USA Radio News, Berg. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firms online at CordellCordell.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality is performed by other lawyers. Online at CordellCordell.com. CordellCordell.com. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. I'm Rick Tittle back with you, and uh, great to have you with us. 1-800-878-PLAY. Come on in and get heard. Still have uh, lots of guests coming up. Terry Lipinski on the other side. Gold medalist representing our country. But Rick, I'm from Bulgaria. All right, well, representing my country. Uh, Also, the book Chasing Normal, collaboration with Kobe. We'll talk about that. With Craig. That's something dumb that we got to figure out. Craig, he probably says Gru. It looks like Grywe. It could be anything. Grewe. <laughs> In German, it would be Greiva. I doubt very much he says Greiva. It's probably Craig Gru. We'll figure it out. You mean you don't know, Rick? I know, I don't know. Uh, Ryan O'Hanlon. I feel pretty good about that one. What's Irish and stays outside all night? Patio furniture. What's the most Irish type of blood? Oh, negative. He has a book called Net Gains, a soccer book. Speaking of soccer, Tom Viola will join us at 11-12. 
A couple of uh, movie makers and Chris Sanders and Randy Kent at 11.25. And then Tyler Dunn, the author of Blood and Guts. He will join us uh, at 11.40. Getting back to the game, the Guardians were all set to have a big bullpen advantage last night. Trevor Steven, James Karinchik, Emmanuel Clays hadn't pitched since game two. And now the Yankees get an extra day's rest. Wandy Peralta pitched in all three games. Jonathan Lysiga pitched twice. They didn't want to use Clay Holmes back-to-back. Lou Trevino got a break. I'm telling you right now, with the game on the line and with Lou Trevino in there, if you're a Yankee fan, oof is all I have to say. O-O-F. Good luck with that one. All right. Remember, Lou Trevino said, I work out and then I eat a whole apple pie. Come on back. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, We'll buy your home and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. 800-950-8218. That's 800-950-8218. Paid for by Want to Sell. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time 
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800 215 
um, some history when you think back to Nancy and Tanya of mm-hmm. that moment where obviously it changed our sport forever and it changed the image of skating forever. But in general and from someone inside the sport, I, I can promise you that was, you know, a shocking thing for us all just because there's there's so much pressure on, on your shoulders as it is just to do your job because you have four minutes and, and that can change your life. Did you ever, in your life, have you ever had more instant chemistry, probably even more than your husband, dare I ask, than with Johnny Weir? I mean, you guys like a house on fire instantly, right? It's crazy. I mean, obviously I knew him, knew of him, um, but we never really had a chance to connect. And when we did, it was was like my soulmate immediately. And it's always interesting when you guys are on camera together. It all—it almost feels like you're suppressing a laugh, like you're doing everything you can to like keep it together. Almost. <laughs> Truthfully, most of the time we probably are. Thank goodness for the cough button. Um, <laughs> but we really do. I mean, it is genuine. We are having a great time, and there's so many inside jokes and so many. You know, there's so much history at this point. We've been commentating for almost a decade together, and. Um, yeah, we just hope to entertain everyone at home. That's our, that's our goal and job and, you know, fill you in on information about figure skating and get you to love the sport. And that's one more thing. Like I think Scott Hamilton has been doing a great job with the men for so long, but when you are the gold medalist and you're watching, let's say inferior talent, you don't want to say, ah, that person doesn't know what they're doing. You want to be encouraging, but you also want to be legit and say they messed up so how do you draw the line where you don't want to be too critical but you don't want to be too much of a softy well we've all been there you know johnny and i we we've been in these skaters uh skates so to speak and you know we know what it's like we know how difficult it is and we know there's good days and bad days so as long as you temper what you're saying with that knowledge i think that it is our job as analysts to critique the program to critique these skaters and you just have to. You have to tell it like it is, um, so the audience at home really understands what they're what they're viewing and, and goes on the journey with these skaters and and actually learns something. All right, good stuff. Let's talk about wedding talk now. As you co-host with Jose Rolon and uh, Joe uh, Meyer, what's this show all about, Tara? Well, when I got this call, you know, now, obviously, like I said, at 15, my, my career has taken so many different twists and turns from them, from, you know, sort of moving on to become a professional entertainer on the ice with Stars on Ice and then moving on to hosting and broadcast. And, and that's been the second half of my career for the last 15 years. So, you know, when we started commentating, we really moved, we were so grateful and lucky to have so many other opportunities to host different things outside of figure skating. And so when these opportunities arise, I, I get so excited to go into a different world. And this one was just bucket list item for me because I am a hopeless romantic. I loved planning my own wedding. I love weddings. I love love. And this show is right up my alley to host. So it's, it's so, it's so exciting to be part of. And uh, what are people in store for when they tune in? What are we going to be actually seeing? You're going to be seeing all different types of weddings. And as you mentioned, we have incredible event planners and wedding planners uh, on the show, Jose and Job, and they give us all the tips, the tricks, the trends, what's hot, what's not. And the show is great for, for newly engaged couples, but it's also great for people that just love planning parties or planning events. There's so much inspiration. And then for people like me that have the Kleenex box next to me the whole time because you invest yourself into these these couples' love stories and you get to watch the journey that they take, the weddings that they choose. And these are not your traditional 
you know, wedding videos. These are our films. These weddings are not all traditional. We really cover all bases where we are taking you to the destination wedding, a cultural wedding. We are then taking you up onto a mountaintop where there's a volcano erupting behind a couple as they say their vows. So we really, we really span every different type of celebration that you can think of. Very cool. And if you don't mind me asking, I grew up Catholic and I went to Catholic high school and a Catholic college uh, as well. And we know about certain saints, St. Blaise, when you're choking with the candles on the throats and all that. But for you, what was it about St. Therese that really uh, helped you, the little flower of Jesus, as she was known? Oh, I always love this. The random fact that will come up. But I, yes, when I was skating, um, my aunt at the time gave me a, a St. Therese prayer card and, um, I loved it, and I would pray, and I would definitely pray for good skates. Um, and, uh, you know, being 13, 14, 15, I, I, um, I remember that so vividly. But I grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school, and, um, I, and, I'm, and I remember my aunt being so involved in, in giving me that prayer card. <laughs> All right, great stuff. Everybody should check it out. Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. You can see it on the streaming app. Also, Crackle, Crackle Plus, free streaming apps as well. It's called Wedding Talk and a 10-part series, and it's available uh, right now. Tara, thanks for coming on, talking a little skating as well, and uh, hope to catch up with you soon. Thank you so much. All right, no doubt about it. And, yes, there are a lot of uh, patron uh, saints out there for different things, but uh, that's the first time I've seen this. Saint Therese de Lisieux. The little flower of Jesus, as you know, Carmelite nun. They basically just pray all day. Probably what keeps the earth spinning. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. 
If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-298-9093 That's 800-298-9093 Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family you never imagined it would come to this instead of living your dreams you're living with debt in fact it's smothering you now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call if you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt you qualify to receive a free no obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good call the debt helpline now we work on your behalf to reduce your debt we specialize in credit cards retail store cards and medical bills one simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life stop living with debt and start living your dreams call the debt helpline now 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153 I joined the Army because my father and my brother were in the Army. I thought I'd better join before I got drafted. Son, uh, there ain't no draft no more. There was one? Tittle always goes commando. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show Craig Grivey. He's here to talk about his new book called Chasing Normal, Growing Up, Letting Go, and Finding Joy in Being Different. Craig, welcome to the show. And I think maybe a lot of people who hear that, you know, you were an Ivy Leaguer, think maybe you were a silver spoon trust fund kid. Uh, that ain't the case, is it? No, it's definitely the furthest from the truth. I grew up in rural Indiana, surrounded by poverty, the uh, the type of poverty that's all too common where you, in America, where you can't afford shoes and have to grow your own food and steal fish from the neighbor's pond. So definitely not Silver Spoon. Yeah, that sounds like something from like, you know, uh, Dickens uh, or something, uh, Oliver Twist and the Artful Dodger. So, and then what happened to you at 14? You didn't if I may ask, you didn't bail on your family. They bailed on you? Yeah. So uh, I, you know, when I was disowned from my family uh, as a teenager and left to fend for myself, uh, which led to uh, 10 years of uh, learning to be an adult while a teenager, um, it was certainly one of those things that you hear about in movies, but when you experience it yourself, it's a completely different uh, MO, but uh, certainly... Uh, had to find my own way in the world, figure out even what college was or how to get there uh, before I got my way to the Ivy League. Now, just, you know, of course, that's a freshman in high school. So how do you not end up under a bridge in a cardboard box? Who are the people that lent a, a helping hand? 
Yeah, I mean, there were so many mentors and kind friends, and it's always messy in that vein. You know, I ended up um, being relegated to a concrete basement. Uh, so it was a former shelter <laughs> um, from the original people who raised me. Um, but then, you know, it was really a matter of seeing all of those people around me root for my success and give me a helping hand, teachers, um, you know, friends, uh, parents, friends. Um, and eventually uh, in college, uh, my best friend's parents uh, adopted me, uh, took me under their wing and, and helped me find my way. Now, I have to bring this up because it's in the press release. It says, slept your way to success in Hollywood. What's this all about? <laughs> <laughs> well, when I, when I was coming up in the world in college, working in Hollywood in the film and television industry, it was the type of industry that you hear about uh, that was supposed to have been eradicated by the Me Too movement, but certainly wasn't. Um, and it was, it was the same way that we've heard about in the headlines for far too long. And certainly that, uh, in my case, uh, <laughs> involved uh, a certain amount of um, using, as they say, use what the good Lord gave you to try to get through the world when you've got no resources for yourself. You were young and you needed the money. <laughs> I, worked, I wasn't a prostitute, but I did need a promotion. Uh, <laughs> and so when my boss came calling, <laughs> certainly that was on the table. All right. So as a motivational guy now, uh, some people say hope for the best, plan for the worst. You're saying that's BS, right? Yeah, I think you, you have to accept the world as it is around you instead of trying to conform to some other version of what people wanted you to be. Uh, and that's the, that was a difficult journey for me. That was the difficult uh, thing to accept was I kept trying to be what everyone else told me I should be instead of trying to figure out what the best version of myself is and work towards that. That's not a a plan for the world around you or try to anticipate it's, it's plan what you can control and you can only control how you show up. It's one of the things I learned, you know, working with, um, I represented the, the late Kobe Bryant for the last couple of years of his life. It's one of the things that he was always drilling into the world, which is control what you can control um, and focus on being the best version of you and, and let all of the preconceptions and, and notions about who you have to show up as go away. And then when he got his Oscar, I mean, did you kind of help him down that path? Yeah, I was actually there every step of the way. It's how we met is that he had created this uh, amazing short film and he said to everybody, I want to win an Oscar. And everybody said, well, then you need to talk to Craig. And that's how we started working together and worked together for several years. So I architected and led that journey for him, uh, helped, helped him write his, uh, his acceptance speech, got him uh, you know, every step of the way with his brilliance uh, in how to show up and where to show up. And then, you know, after that, people like to talk about his uh, years as an MVP. But in the last two years of his life, we had an Oscar and five number one New York Times bestsellers and the number one show on ESPN+. Plus. He wanted to be something different. He wanted to leave a different legacy than just being the world's greatest athlete. He wanted to inspire millions of kids who were growing up just like I did to find themselves and their emotional development through sports and through literature and, and storytelling and I was with him every step on that journey. I was watching the recent documentary of the Redeem team, and, and I didn't realize how much of a maverick uh, Kobe was, you know, eating by himself, and but yet the hardest working guy, and he got everybody to get up early and go to the gym instead of having a drink. So he led by example more than than rah-rah. But, but for you, was he also very hard to get to know and maybe a little standoffish? <laughs> 
he was he was always focused on the mission at hand. And so getting to know him was getting to know him through that mission. The legacy that he wanted to leave, one that tragically died with him, was one that was going to change the lives of millions of children. And so I, I didn't find him standoffish at that point because we were on a shared mission, his mission, together. So our conversations were focused on how to bring that to life successfully. And I found him, he was engaging and kind. He was uh, the first person to ask my parents if they would take a selfie with him, um, the, the parents who adopted me. Um, and so uh, he, was, he was always focused on that mission. And as long as you were on that mission with him, it was, it was an incredible journey. And it was one that was part and parcel with the, the subject matter of this book, which is being the best version of yourself, showing up as the best version of yourself without trying to chase what anyone else tells you to be. For you, as I said, you know, this isn't theory. You've lived a lot of this. So what was your meltdown on the top of a mountain? <laughs> yeah, certainly I, you know, they say orphans have trouble with authority figures, I guess. Um, I, it, at various universities um, where I ended up, I kept encountering people who were entitled and privileged and, and using that privilege to hurt others. Um, and so having pushed back against that, having confronted those people, having found out that at that time those people had a lot more power than I did and they would use it to crush me. It certainly led to some painful realizations that I had to stop focusing on how other people were showing up in the world and focus on how I was showing up. And so that, you know, led me to the edge at times. It led me certainly to the edge of confrontations and near expulsion and, and potential lawsuits. Um, but it also led me to the edge of my sanity until I finally had the realization that I just had to stop focusing on other people and how they were showing up. I had to stop trying to control or dictate the morality of, or ethics of other people and just show up in the most ethical, moral way that I could. Very well said. And I wanted to ask you, too, because nowadays with mental health initiatives and, and people saying, you know, like, I, I need a break, and yet I come from a, when I was growing up, it was rub some dirt in it, quit being a crybaby. So where are we? There's somewhere in the middle between suppressing all your, your mental health and then quitting at the drop of a dime because I just can't handle it. So where are we in there? Well, I think actually we're dead center in the middle, which is you need to feel all of the feelings, right? Every feeling that you have is a chemical reaction in your body and your body needs to process that or it will... There are lots of studies that show that it will slowly kill you, but just because you have to feel your feelings, just because you have to understand what it's like to be happy or sad, doesn't mean you have to stop working. It doesn't mean that you have to stop moving forward. And so we've, we've created this, it's one or the other, like, you know, either just embrace it all and quit and, and make everyone conform to you, but that's not the truth, or just work hard and put your head down and swallow your feelings. That's not the truth either. The best version of you is the version of you that understands what it's like to be happy and sad and frustrated and angry that finishes the day and says, you know what, today wasn't the greatest day, but I'm still going to show up and do the work. So it's a, it's a little bit of both. It's squarely in the middle. We, we, instead of sliding to the extremes, if we just embrace who we are and how we're feeling, but still do the hard work, that's where happiness is. Last question for you. When, let's say there's a class at school and all the students are getting bad grades, I, I would think that you're someone who would believe it's not that the students are dumb, it's that the teacher is not teaching properly, right? Yeah, absolutely. If, if everyone around you is saying one thing, um, and then you've got to listen to it. No doubt. Your favorite part of the book, your favorite sentence, story, anecdote, what would it be? 
it has to be um, when I met the, the folks who adopted me and became my parents. Um, it was the first time in my life that I met um, I met Robin Cassie, other names, and my mom and my dad. Uh, when it was the first time in my life that somebody really just came to me and said, we're here for you. Um, and they didn't ask anything in return. They didn't want anything in return. They just wanted me to be me in their lives. And that is the favorite part of my book. It's the favorite part of my journey. It's the favorite part of my existence today. It's Craig Gravy. By the way, congratulations on saying your name the proper German way. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think Congrats on saying it correct. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, Gravy. Some people just say grew and get it over with. Uh, the the <laughs> book is called Chasing Normal, Growing Up, Letting Go, and Finding Joy in uh, Being Different. Very interesting, Craig. Congratulations on the book, man. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. I'm, I'm so grateful. All right. Uh, no problem. Yeah, very interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, so much of it is just speak, you know, like these catchphrases, be your best self, you know, meet me where I'm at, you know, it just... It's interesting to actually hear a guy who lived it instead of just talking out of his behind. Very interesting. All right, we'll come back on the other side and we'll bring an author, Ryan O'Hanlon. was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Hey, pack rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. That's 800-569-7208. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. 
Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. Well, I might as well tell you now. You lot may all be internationals, and have won all the domestic honours there are to win under Don Revy. But as far as I'm concerned, the first thing you can do for me is to chuck all your medals and all your caps and all your pots and all your pans into the biggest flipping dustbin you can find. Because you've never won any of them fairly. You've done it all by blooming cheating. Tittle was selected at random from the phone book to host this show. All right. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Networks and on the uh, Twitch.tv cameras holding up this new book, Net Gains Inside the Beautiful Games Analytics Revolution, written by our next guest, Ryan O'Hanlon, and it's available today from Abrams Press. Ryan, welcome to the show, and as somebody who's a huge soccer fan, and when I first started following it, there was no such thing as assists. We've come a long way, haven't we? Yeah, I think we've come a long way, and I think there's still a pretty long way to go. So when we look at some of these optostats that we see, and it's like how long, you know, how many passes were completed, how much did the guy actually run, how many balls were won, you know, a time of possession, where are we going in the right direction, and where are we with just some superfluous information? Yeah, I think I think in some ways you need all the superfluous information in the first place to get to the useful information. Um, you know, a lot of those things you you mentioned, you know, passes completed, uh, tackles, interceptions, um, time of possession, distance run. Uh, I think in a vacuum, those are mostly useless uh, bits of information when they're not contextualized because a, let's say a pass into the penalty area is being valued the same as a pass back to a goalkeeper <laughs> in that sense. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, we've gotten a lot better at contextualizing data through, you know, a statistic like expected goals, which puts a conversion percentage on each shot based on a number of factors. And you can kind of get a sense of, okay, I think soccer is a pretty low-scoring sport and leads to a lot of random outcomes on a game-to-game basis, and something like expected goals can kind of um, give you a better sense of what teams are performing well in a sustainable way, what players are doing doing that. So I think we started to contextualize a lot of these single on-ball data points um, 
that to make them sort of provide more actionable and insightful um, information. One of the biggest breakthroughs was in the 80s when we started going three points for a win and one for a draw in domestic leagues and the World Cup as well, and that uh, promoted more attacking soccer. And then when you get to the first division in England in the early 90s going to the Premier League, uh, a relentless attack one way or another. Uh, so for you, let's say I'm giving you a team. Do you just go a basic four four two? Do you play with a back three with wing backs and put in crosses for a number nine? Do you run a pearl, a Christmas tree? What what are you <laughs> running, Ryan? Uh, so we're not crossing the ball. That that's uh, the this is not uh, overarchingly true fact, but in general, just kind of the wide crossing to a guy in the center is an incredibly inefficient way of playing soccer. Um, I think the average cross from like the sideline is more likely to end in a goal for the other team than for your team. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of one of the, one of these little analytical insights that's happened over time. One of the kind of um, three is more than two things. But I think the, one of the main things my team would focus on is I think we're focusing on set pieces because that's the one area of the game you can actually pre-practice your movements. Mm-hmm. And I think taking advantage of that, that's all the kind of analytically savvy teams are doing that. Then the other thing we're doing is we're just pressing super high up the field. We're trying to keep the ball and the other team's attacking third. We're subbing relatively frequently and we're getting guys that can cover a lot of space because I think another thing that data has found is that turnovers in the attacking in the defensive third for it or the attacking third lead to goals relatively frequently and then just by playing that way i think you're more likely to give up kind of the goals that look really bad right like the counterattacks where it ends up being a three-on-one but it's kind of like the you know argument of going for on fourth down in football where you stick to that strategy over the long term you're going to give up fewer goals and score more goals even if you're bound to have some um, sometimes where it looks particularly bad when it fails. And then, of course, by the way, we are uh, speaking to Ryan O'Hanlon, the new book, Net Gains. Going back to the, uh, the old days, uh, in, uh, you know, 100 years ago, uh, in England, it's raining, it's muddy, they're wearing literally boots, which they're still called to this day, and it was just route one, sure. just kick it as far as you could. And meanwhile, and places where it's a warmer climbs they're playing in bare feet they're keeping the ball on the floor so uh you talk about attacking space putting in through balls and things like that do you think now the the europeans especially the english um have adopted uh that style of play and not so much route one anymore yeah definitely and i think part of that is due to you know the premier league has pretty quickly became the um, most powerful league, at least from a financial perspective in the world. So you kind of look at all the best teams. Liverpool is coached by Jurgen Klopp, who's German. Manchester City, coached by Pep Guardiola, um, who's Spanish. Um, Arsenal have a Spanish manager. Mm -hmm. Man United have a Dutch manager. Um, Tottenham have have Conte. Tottenham have an Italian manager. Chelsea have an English manager who had to, you know, leave England because he didn't fit that kind of stereotypical <laughs> way of coaching. Mm. So I think, uh, you know, England has sort of adopted all the different countries into into the way the game is being played there. 
When I first used to watch Serie A in the 80s and the Catenaccio or the, the lock, it was basically we will, you know, <laughs> your, your fullbacks, your, your outside guys, the center halves, we will play ourselves out of trouble. And uh, we will basically just take the air out of the ball and, and try and hit you on counterattacks. There are still, I mean, Jose Mourinho is accused of that. And I just mentioned Antonio Conte. He's kind of accused of that as well. It's like we're just going to wear you down almost like attrition and then hit you when you least expect it. For you, what do you think about that that sort of uh, uh, more laid-back approach? I think it's, to me, the game between a team like that and a team that is playing in the way I described, like high-pressing, kind of mm-hmm. trying to tilt the field. I think those, that dynamic is one of the most compelling um, in the sport because, you know, you have this situation where the attacking team is living in the attack, living in the other teams defensive third, but maybe struggling a little bit to create big chances. And you just feel like anytime that team loses the ball, the other team is ready to just spring into all the space. Um, so I find that to be a really compelling dynamic on a match-to-match level. But I think we've just kind of seen the, the Jose Mourinho style. It's just really hard to win enough points over a 38-game season that, with the way the game's being played today to ever truly challenge for a title. I think in a game-to-game basis, um, you know, knockout competitions, I think it's the right strategy for some teams, but it's just, you just are sacrificing too much control um, to, you know, consistently max out your your points getting, I guess, over a 38-game season. When you look at a player's transfer value, and now with all this new information and analytics we have, what are some of the more important analytics that you would look at as a director of football? And then what are some of the analytics that, like in baseball, you know, fielding percentage, you know, these things get overblown sometimes. What are some of the, the, the stats that you would look at saying, I don't really care about that? Yeah, uh, I would say the big one that I don't care about is like conversion percentage for a striker. Um, <laughs> just like how often they're turning their shots into goals. Also, I don't care if a player scored penalty kicks. I think you want to, that's just telling you that the coach picked him to take penalties. I think what we've learned is, you know, why Messi and Ronaldo score so many goals is they're not necessarily better at converting the chances they get. I mean, Messi is Messi is better than everyone at everything. Um, but what sets them apart is they're able to get into the, the positions, the good positions, and they take more shots from those good positions than everyone else. So you can kind of get you can kind of get swayed by a player who, you know, just a midfielder, let's say, goes on a hot run and scores eight goals in a season from fifteen shots or whatever, and you could be like, oh my god, this midfielder he's going to give me eight goals next year plus play from the midfield, and then you can kind of you just look at expected goals maybe or just that conversion percentage and you can kind of see, okay, there's no chance that this player is going to do that again. So that, that I think is a getting understanding sort of how goal scoring works or misunderstanding it is a way to make mistakes or, you know, find undervalued players in the transfer market. When I think about, uh, I only got to Old Trafford once, but it was during the Alex Ferguson era. He did the old hair dryer. He would scream at you, but he also never finished below third his entire time. He was at Man United. What, yeah. what you did a deep dive on him. What did you find about the Scotsman? Yeah, so I think his, <laughs> it was a very good Scottish accent. Um, Thank you. I think uh, he just he 
was always evolving, I guess, is the main thing. He, he preferred to get rid of players and look bad by getting rid of a player too early rather than take the risk that um, you hang on to a player for too long and then his performance declines, your team gets worse, and also his transfer value disappears. But he also is kind of the master of, you know, people talk about Bill Belichick, right, as the master of situational football, right? Um, what Ferguson did, he he understood that, like, losing a game one nothing for him is no different than losing three nothing, or losing by a goal is no different than losing by three goals. So he would, his teams would practice like playing in training as if they were a, a goal down in the last ten minutes of the game, and I think that's why you like always saw his teams like come back at the end of a game or score a goal in injury time because not just random chance, it was actually a thing they practiced because they didn't care. They'd rather take the chance to tie two two um, or lose three one than kind of just play normally and just lose two to one. Last question for you. I found this interesting. One guy's bad math messed up English soccer for a long time. What's that all about? Okay, so briefly, Charles Reap, who he was basically the first data analyst in any sport. He would write down, he would go to games when there were no lights in the stadiums and wear like a miner's helmet and write down everything that happened. And he <laughs> found that goals... Um, this is in the 60s, 50s, right, or after World War II, he found that um, shorter possessions, say four passes or fewer, um, most goals came from shorter possessions. So his assumption was, okay, we should try to just kick the ball off the field and not have long passing possessions. But he didn't realize that there are most possessions are short possessions, so by definition, more goals will come from them. But longer passing possessions had a higher percentage of turning into goals. So he kind of screwed up the correlation of, and causation, and that kind of, in some ways, drove this kind of long ball um, ethos that you were talking about. But he did a lot of other amazing analysis that kind of got lost because of this one error, which I talk about in the book. The book is called Net Gains, Inside the Beautiful Games Analytics Revolution from Ryan O'Hanlon, just in time for the World Cup as well. It's available today from Abrams Press. Ryan, congratulations on the book. Thanks for coming by and talking about it. Thanks so much. Appreciate you having me. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We will come on back on Sports Byline. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 
That's 800-754-4531. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call you'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us? We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk-free offer. 800-738-5332. That's 800-738-5332. Uh, what kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. All right, seven people interviewed, four more to go. <clears throat> Cleveland, by the way, coming up here in a couple hours. If you look at their elimination game history going back to the 97 World Series, Game 7, they have lost 10 consecutive playoff games when they had a chance to be eliminated. The longest streak in baseball history. As I mentioned, to the Marlins, remember that hit by Edgar Renteria? I do. 98 ALCS to the Yankees. 99 ALDS, Red Sox. 2001 ALDS, Mariners. That's right, way back then. 07, Game 7, ALCS, Red Sox. Crushed 11-2. Wild card game, 2013, 4-0 to the Rays. 2016 World Series, remember that one, Rajai Davis and the 11-minute rain delay. <laughs> what was it? They lost to the Cubs 8-7, to 2016 World Series Game 7. Ouch. 2017 ALDS the next year, lost to the Yankees. 2018, 
ALDS Game 3, lost to the Astros. And last year, in the Wild Card Series, they lost to the Yankees 10-9 to in an elimination game. So once again, 10 straight times they've gone to an elimination game in the playoffs, and they lost. Ouch. Maybe they can change it. We will see. I'm Rick Tittle. we got another hour. Come on back on Sports Byline. Radio News with Tim Berg. Three weeks before Election Day, Republicans are gaining an edge among voters. The latest New York Times-Siena College poll shows 49% of voters plan to vote Republican compared to 45% who plan to vote for Democrats. That's a five-point swing from the September poll, which showed Democrats with a one-point lead. This as House Minority Leader from California Kevin McCarthy says that Republicans will tackle high prices and inflation if they gain the majority after the midterms. Democrat incumbents are the ones who voted for the American Rescue Plan that brought us inflation. Even Steve Ratner, a Democrat advisor to Obama, calls it the original sin of inflation. Another big tech company is laying off workers. From the USA Radio News West Coast News Bureau, Lance Pry has the details. Microsoft Corporation announced layoffs of roughly 1,000 employees this week, becoming the latest tech company to show signs of concerns about future demand. Microsoft, which employs about 200,000 people, said it was making the cuts as part of a regular adjustment at the start of its fiscal year. A recent report by accounting firm KPMG found 51% of CEOs polled said they are considering workplace reductions in the next six months. Microsoft is scheduled to release quarterly earnings in exactly one week. A cold snap is putting millions in the Midwest, South, and East at risk of frost and freezing temperatures. A storm system is also bringing snow, wind, and rain from the Great Lakes into the Northeast. It'll be the coldest temperatures since April for much of the country, with temperatures at least 10 degrees below average starting Tuesday. It's another quiet day in Washington, D.C., as the Senate and House are not in session. This is USA Radio News. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. 
insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-568-2790. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-568-2790. Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley sent a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland, FBI Director Christopher Wray, and U.S. Attorney for Delaware David Weiss on Monday, citing new whistleblower claims that President Joe Biden was involved with his son Hunter's foreign business dealings from years ago. Republican Congressman Jeff Andrew from New Jersey must be investigated thoroughly. This has to be dug into deeply at every level, multiple committees, and if true, it's very, very serious. A new Illinois state law goes into effect on January 1st, eliminating cash bail for a range of crimes. On Monday, a meeting was held at Naperville City Hall, giving residents the opportunity to ask questions. Republican State Senator John Curran highlighted the law's primary focus. The intent is to drive down detention. The law gives judges the power to detain criminals before trial if the state can prove they pose a threat to public safety or are considered a flight risk. There was no winner in Monday night's Powerball drawing, so the jackpot for Wednesday night is up $508 million. Nobody has won the Powerball jackpot since August 3rd, which is our number one. The Google Trends 2022 Frightgeist finds the most searched for costume in the United States is a witch for the second straight year. For USA Radio News, Berg. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firms online at CordellCordell.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality is performed by other lawyers online at CordellCordell.com. CordellCordell.com. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch.
Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Hour three about to get underway, and uh, we will have Tom Viola talking a little soccer, Chris Sanders and Randy Kent from the new movie Demons at Dawn, and then Tyler Dunn, author of the book Blood and Guts. Well, it took nearly a year, but the NFL has finally figured out who's going to foot the bill for the $790 million settlement that the NFL is paying the city of St. Louis for moving the Rams to L.A. Because the uh, the owners, 32 owners, well, I should say 31, they're going to call on Stan Kroenke to pay for $571 million of it. The rest of it will have to come from other owners Back in May, the NFL deducted $7.5 million from each of the team's revenue-sharing payment to help pay for the settlement. There were a lot of owners that said Kroenke should have paid for the whole thing. Um, Kroenke emailed the NFL a couple days ago, uh, making uh, it clear that uh, he would not be paying the entire bill. But St. Louis sued all 32 teams. And uh, this got very contentious because Kroenke said, it's not my fault. Well, (laughs) this is the other thing. The Raiders moved from Oakland, and uh, they're not even going to get a churro for that. And the city of St. Louis, uh, $790 million. I think about what Oakland could do with that money with their police department and their schools and everything else that's going on in that town right now. So, uh, yeah, Stan Kroenke, more than half a billion dollars, and he spent $3 billion to build SoFi Stadium. Sophie. So, uh, anyway, it's just uh, I, I have no sympathy for the guy. He moved the team. But still, that's almost 200 mil for the other owners uh, to pay for that. Meanwhile, Oakland gets nothing. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call. 1-800-878-7529. Get in and get heard wherever you might happen to be listening. I cover every sport. And uh, also the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, and the Stitcher app as well. No more Twitch. I'm in the back studio. Come on back. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. 
If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495 That's 800-788-1495 Right now, sports betting is the fastest growing industry in the world. To consistently cash tickets at the sports books, it's best to be armed with the right plays from the best sports bettors in the business. That's what you'll get at AgainstTheNumber.com. At AgainstTheNumber.com, you'll get specialists with decades of experience betting multiple sports at a high level and many sports-specific packages from the NFL to college basketball to cricket to soccer to the European tour that gives you a consistent edge on the sports book. For a highly skilled, reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the books at their own game. Visit AgainstTheNumber.com. That's AgainstTheNumber.com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. All right, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast, around the world, on the American Forces Radio Network. It is 11-12. It's time we check in with one of our prognosticating friends over at AgainstTheNumber.com. Who are a highly skilled team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the sports books at their own game? They cover every sport worldwide, from the NFL to college basketball to soccer to cricket to tennis to European hockey, and all of them are proven winners They offer full season, end of current season, one month, one week, one day, and one year specialist specific packages. Their prices are reasonable. Their tracking and distribution process is simple, and their results are real. We're going to carry on with the soccer talk now with our friend Tom Viola. And uh, Tom, we got a couple of games getting ready to kick off. Let's start with the first one. Brighton is at the city ground taking on Knott's Forest, who are now rock bottom. Brighton still in the top 10. How do you see this one? I mean, it's pretty straightforward to me. I don't think there's anything you can really glean betting on unless you want to go Brighton minus the goal. Uh, Brighton's been a legit success story so far this season, and even losing their manager didn't really stop them. They've still been looking pretty good. I'm liking what I'm seeing out of this team, but they're minus 260 favorites here. You need to you need to really head on over to uh, a spread, and even then. Brighton minus one and a half. Now you're getting into the even money territory. I don't. I don't know if I love that bet enough to really put anything on this game. Yeah, and you have another kind of a uh, not a barn burner, but uh, Crystal Palace is going to go. Uh, uh, actually, uh, it's going to be at Selhurst Park, I should say. Uh, Wolves will come down from Molyneux. So Wolverhampton Wanderers versus uh, the Eagles of South London. How do you like this one? I mean, Wolves have just been 
so, so bad through the start of this season here. There's nothing about the team that I really want to trust. Yeah, Crystal Palace, not great, but they're in 13th versus the Wolves in 17th, and that minus eight goal differential for the Wolves. They just, they're not able to, they have a decent defense, but they're not able to generate any sort of offense here. I'd go Palace in this one. Let's talk about tomorrow at Old Trafford. Uh, Tottenham will come uh, to town, and uh, Manchester United uh, still uh, with a European spot in uh, fifth right now. It's early days. Uh, Tottenham tied for second with uh, Man City. Uh, This one's going to be very interesting. How do you like it? I I agree with you. This one is going to be really fun here. Uh, The books are saying that this is going to have a lot of goals and that the over 2.5 is a minus 140 price in this one. Um, I, I still have to say that I favor Tottenham. I think the Spurs are very much a legit team this season. You have to like almost everything that they're doing as far as what that offense and attack is capable of. Adding Richarlison just gives you even more depth. And Man United, they're, they're finally starting to settle down. They've got that awful start to the season behind them. But I think I'd go Tottenham in this one, even on the road. Everton travel uh, tomorrow to St. James's Park, take on Newcastle, and Everton not mired in the uh, bottom three anymore. Uh, but uh, Newcastle look like they uh, want to do something this year, storming up to uh, fifth. Do you believe in the Toon Army, or do you think this is just too early? Uh, I, 50-50 for me. I believe in the Toon Army to an extent, but I really want to wait and see them I want to see them go and make some bigger acquisitions and start to get even more talent on that team because you know that that tap of money is turning on right now, and that's going to be a big contributor into if this team ends up joining the big six just on the back of how much financial backing they're going to have now. In this particular matchup, not going to lie, Everton plus 450, it's a little tempting for me, but... I'm looking at the over 2.5 at minus 115 here. I could see, especially if Everton manages to get a goal early, just an absolute collapse from them. I I like over 2.5. I think we're going to see some goals in this one. At minus 115, I'll play that. At Anfield, we will have tomorrow West Ham coming up from London to Liverpool. And uh, Liverpool not liking their position in eighth right now. But, you know, West Ham, a traditional yo-yo team, made great strides under David Moyes, and it looked like that maybe they would be a, a team that could really challenge and try to do something in Europe. But right now, at 10 games in, they only have nine goals. They're trying to find a way to score. What do you think about this one? Um, I'm laying with Liverpool here. West Ham has been incredibly disappointing throughout the start of this season. I'm trying to look up right now what kind of price I can get on them minus the one. It's minus one and a half. It's reasonable. I think they're going to win this game by two. I do believe. But if I look at the Asian lines here, I can get Liverpool minus the one at uh, uh, minus three fifteen. I'll lay the minus one and a half at uh, one forty eight. Honestly, it's a lot of juice, but they're, they're going to blow Nottingham Forest out. This team is starting to really take back into form for their season here, and we're not seeing the Liverpool that we've seen so far this season. We're starting to see Liverpool is what they're supposed to be, especially after that City game. Yeah, and that was kind of a shocker for City. Chelsea uh, in a, I guess, a London derby will be taking on uh, Brentford, who will be uh, at home. And uh, on paper, this doesn't look like much, but Brentford has shown that there are no pushover. Chelsea will obviously be favored, but what are you looking at when you think about uh, the interesting bets in this game? 
You know, it's such a sucker bet, but the draw at plus 285 in this one, Chelsea has dropped some of these games, especially on the road against the team that they shouldn't be looking over, but they kind of do. I could see Brentford gutting it out to end this one in a tie, to be honest with you. And then also tomorrow uh, down on the South Coast, a couple of uh, Southern teams there, Bournemouth, the Cherries will be hosting uh, Southampton. So uh, if you look at Southampton right now, they're probably quite shocked that they're in the drop zone and uh, Bournemouth uh, at uh, 10th, but still only four points separating. We know it's still early in the season. This one to me looks like 0-0 goalless draw written all over it. I don't know. What do you think of this one? Yeah, I'm about in the same boat here, and the book is uh, the books are clearly thinking the same thing. The under two and a half is minus one thirty in this spot. This game is if it's ending with a score, it's ending one nil. I'd be tempted to pick Burnmouth on the draw no bet at minus one ten. It's minus one ten each way in this one. I think that's the way that I'd have to go and say most likely going to get a draw here, but. Let's, it's plus 225. You don't want to bet that. Let's take a sprinkle on one of these sides. And Burnmouth has just been the better team so far this season. I can get them in pretty much just the 10 cents of juice. Uh, and if it's a draw, well, no, no harm, no foul. I get my money back. And then on Thursday, rounding out the midweek games in the Prem, not uh, two games that, uh, as I mentioned, are barn burners, but Aston Villa will be coming to Craven Cottage taking on Fulham, and then uh, Leicester at King Power will be taking on Leeds. Your thoughts on those two uh, fixtures? I'd say give me Leeds first off at plus 205 because Leicester has just been abysmal so far this season, and I'm not seeing anything from me that's telling them that they're figuring it out. Uh, I'm going to go with Leeds in this spot for sure when you're getting this kind of price on them. Uh, Leicester's just not a team who intimidates me at home right now. And on the other side, I'd probably go with Fulham at plus 185 over Villa. Uh, there, there's not honestly a ton separating these two right now. And Fulham's been looking good so far this season. It's been a pleasant surprise seeing them all the way up in 11th. I'm liking both the dogs in these. All right, there he is, Tom Viola, against the number.com. Go there for all your sports prognostication. Tom, thanks for your time, man. Thank you so much for having me. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on the other side right here on Byline. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days. All in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. 800-950-8218. 800-950-8218. 
800-950-8218. That's 800-950-8218. Paid for by Want to Sell. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800 514 0521. 800 514 0521. That's 800 514 0521. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-298-9093. 800-298-9093. That's 800-298-9093. It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. <laughs> I think a lot of dumb stuff. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. Nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. We're here with uh, two filmmakers, Chris Sanders and Randy Kent. They have a new movie called Demons at Dawn. Randy directed it and uh, Chris wrote it. Let's start off with you, Chris. When you, when you write a film, um, a lot of times it has to stay fluid and you collaborate with the actors but then again maybe it doesn't you just keep it on rails and no changes to the script how was it for you on this project yeah well first of all i mean all, all the actors were uh, you know really on point um we took a lot of time with the casting process and um, i feel we got really lucky with these guys so uh, ben silver who plays the lead a uh, fantastic young actor um no trouble whatsoever came on board 
had great chemistry with the other lead, Amanda Hinsworth and uh, Amber Doigthorne. Um, they understood the role, they understood the character motivations. Um, they were fantastic. So yeah, went really well. And Randy, for you, when you have the writer there, do you have you found in your career that you might butt heads, or are you guys uh, pretty much uh, in simpatico throughout the project? No, I think we were pretty much on point together. I mean, Chris gives me the leeway to kind of you know change things as needed, and I also work with the actors as well to kind of make it feel like their voice and make them feel comfortable, you know, with certain things. So yeah, we we have a good collaboration on that. You know, Chris will send me the script, and I'll look through it, and you know. Uh, do any kind of little changes or whatever to, um, based on my vision for the film. And no, it kind of works out really well. And then once we bring the actors onto the set, we're able to, all, all of us able to collaborate and make a kind of a fluid project. So that's kind of how it works. Chris, let's talk about the plot. Retired hitman, you mentioned Ben Silver. He plays uh, Mickey and uh, he's uh, called back yeah. for one last job. And this is in the English countryside. Is this in uh, like uh, Somerset or the Cotswolds? Where did you set yeah, this? Yeah, you're right. It's uh, down in Devon. So um, mm -hmm. I've, always been in, I've always been interested in writing um, flawed characters. Uh, so you have Mickey. He's a, a retired hitman. He's a He's got a gambling addiction and he owes a lot of money to a human trafficking gang. So uh, he's already compromised there, right? And um, he's blackmailed into taking one last job. And he's sent down to uh, what he thinks will be a last hit down to this remote cottage in the heart of the English countryside. Uh, but really, he's being set up to essentially make a pact with the devil. Um, so at that point, uh, the film, it turns into sort of like a siege, a siege movie. So if you think of uh, like where will... Um, um, I'm trying to think of a great example, really. Um, like Precinct 13, for example. Um, so he turns up at this cottage and um, he's been attacked by real demons. And we, we, we explore themes like paganism, witchcraft, uh, demonology, and these themes and their connection with the rural countryside. So really, I class the movie as a, as a folk horror film, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, Chris, and Devin, you know, you might think like Exeter Torquay, Dartmouth. I love the fact that there's a town down there called Beer. Yeah, what a great what a great town. <laughs> um, I'm ashamed. Yeah, we missed that one, but we should have gone yeah. to that town. I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't see. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> Is it spelled like beer? B e e r. Yep. Yep. Wow. Ah, I have to check that out next time I'm out it, there. It's right on Lime Bay. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, Randy, for you, um, are are we now past the point? where you can make a movie without hand sanitizer and masks? Are there still a lot of restrictions? Um, the restrictions are a lot better now than they were. There's still a little bit of that. Like there's a studio, actually the studio that we shot here, they still require masks, but not for the most part. It's opening back. It's opening up. I think a lot of people are kind of, um, you know, there is hand sanitizer on set. There are masks available. Yeah. There's, you know, there's, there's testing, but a lot of it's kind of, not mandatory anymore so it's definitely opening back up and making things are a lot easier now yeah you're right i mean when i started the production company um six years ago um we obviously didn't have that that issue but now we measure everyone gets tested before they turn up on set and uh, yeah. you know we wear masks when we're shooting down in devon because it was still pretty much on the tail end of the, the pandemic so yeah yeah you know, really careful with that um but yeah going forward we've got i've got another features coming out that i wrote and produced um so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. You know, uh, Chris, I remember being in Dorset and uh, there were no 
signs, uh, you know, direction, signage. Yeah. And, and a lot of times they say that's the way people want it. They, they would rather have you get lost and, and then just leave. So I think a lot of people think, oh, the English countryside is, you know, how charming. Uh, sometimes not. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful part of the world where we shot. Um, but when we got down there, you have these really small country lanes, right? Um, and we were down in the, in the middle of this, this steep valley, and there were no signposts anywhere. And uh, we had no internet connection as well. So we were pretty much cut off. Um, so if you think of the opening scenes in American World in London, where you're surrounded by Exmoor, you know, the moorland, mm -hmm. we were living pretty much a real horror film at that point. Um, yeah. It was a great adventure. It was great fun as well. Stay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as an American... You can't really ask for it. I mean, you're shooting a horror film in the middle of winter in the English countryside. For me, that's a dream come true, right? So this was, you know, Demons at Dawn. It's, it was a fantastic experience. Um, it was the best production I've ever worked on, to be honest. Um, everyone got along really well. There was no drama. We had a great director in Randy. We had a you know, great cinematographer, great sound recordist, and a really strong actor as well. He did a, a fantastic job for me. Um, so, yeah, fantastic all around. Stay off the moors. Stay off the moors. For me, it was a, a real American werewolf in London situation because I'd never been in the English countryside. And I can attest to the driving and there and no signage and everything. I got lost so many times, even with, you know, even with GPS. And the tires, the rims of my rental car were pretty much torn up because the roads are so small. So it's definitely an adventure for an American driving alone in, in, in England, and especially in the English countryside. <laughs> I had uh, my... We followed a few times on the, uh, on the middle um, hillside, didn't we? That's our yeah. Remember. Yeah, <laughs> that was bonus. Yeah, you look up and see the Cerne Abbas giant looking back at you. That's your help, yeah. right? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was in Sherborne and my brakes went out, and like the AA was basically saying, "Yeah, we don't go there." And I'm like, "Yeah, you do. Come on." <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's hard to find. Like, like the cottage we shot at. Yeah, I would never. Like you know, before I came out there, I was like, "Yeah, I want to just go see the the location before." And it's like, Chris, is, you'll never find it. And and he's right. It's like a five minute walk and to get yeah. to the college. And yeah, I would have been completely <laughs> lost um, as an American going in the middle of the English countryside. So it was a fun adventure for sure. All right. Well, this Chris is chock full of demons. Tell us more, please. Yeah. So so um, yeah, Demons of Dawn. Like I said, it's a folk horror movie. Um, it starts. The film starts in Los Angeles. And, and ends in uh, LA as well. So we bookmarked the film that way. Um, but the majority of the film takes place in, in England, um, a small rural cottage in the, in the middle of the you know, Devonshire countryside. Um, so yeah, it's, it really centers around Mickey Santini, a retired hitman who's sent on one last job. Um, but really, like I said before, he's been set up uh, to make a pact with the devil. And at that point, the, the, the story turns into a siege movie with real demons. Um, so a bit of a dust till dawn sort of vibe going on there. Um, so yeah, it's great fun to shoot and um, it will be available Amazon Prime, Tubi, Roku and all the other video platforms end of this month. Is it hard sometimes, Randy, when you have a plot like this to stay away from farce or comedic elements too, to, to try to keep it serious at all times? Um, it depends on the script. I mean, the script, there is some humor in it, but no, I, I mean, I pretty much for this one, the vision was just straight out creepy horror you know so um, i mean yeah you want to keep your wits about you, you want to keep it fun on set and have a good time but no i mean the bottom line is my vision for it uh, going into it was i just wanted to creep people out and you know being in the english countryside cut off from the world no internet no cell service it you know kind of lended itself to that in the shooting too we were kind of cut off from everything so it kind of 
gave it that spooky vibe just you know just in general yeah. so hopefully that translates onto the screen that that's kind of what we were going for but yeah as far as humor there there's a few comedic elements in it for sure but i wanted strictly to keep it creepy i wanted people to be creeped out by it, definitely and randy coming out on the 28th the timing for halloween uh not coincidental uh no not at all it, it was actually just luck of the draw i mean we shot this in late january so we got lucky that we were able to finish it in time to release it in Halloween. But no, it's it's a great it's a great Halloween release, that's for sure. So, last question for you. I'll put this to Chris. You have three to five minutes. Your favorite part of the film that you would show a friend? Um, for me, it's, it's the build up when uh, Mickey first arrives at the cottage. Um, we have, like I said, it's, we're surrounded by beautiful English countryside, and uh, we made full use of that in the movie. Um, and, we didn't have to do much set design, obviously, because it's just so creepy. You know, we're shooting at night as well. We have all the forests and the rivers and um, the hillsides and had a natural creepiness to it. So it was, um, those are my favorite scenes when he first arrives at the cottage, I think. Yeah. And also, Randy, an hour 20. Thank you. Every movie's three hours now. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, with a horror film, you want to keep it kind of short and sweet. You want to get in and get out. You know? yeah. that's kind of the kind of the idea. You know, I don't want to stay too long at the party. Um and I would agree with Chris on the, my favorite part of the film is, yeah, the arrival at the cottage and the English countryside, you know, you have sheep and the hillside and just kind of get really kind of sucks you into his environment, you know, a, lo a lone guy in the middle of the English countryside. So, but yeah, short and sweet. There it is. 80 minutes of demons, demons yeah, at dawn, one hitman, one last job, too many demons. Too many demons. Yes, available on the 28th. The writer, Chris Sanders, director, Randy Kent. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Uh, very cool to talk to those guys. And uh, we'll take a break and we'll talk tight ends on the other side with Tyler Dunn. served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. 
there are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153 Teams have four attempts to move the ball ten yards. So if you see a graphic on your screen that says first and ten, that means it's the team's first attempt to get ten yards. be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. That's dramatic. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show author Tyler Dunn. He has a brand new book available today called The Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football, available from 12 publishing. Tyler, I like it. It's not saved football. It's present day. They they continue to save football, you're saying. That's right. That's right. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. It's, uh, it is a living and breathing thing, man. I mean, Mike Ditka basically created this position. John Mackey, Jackie Smith, and really decade to decade, era to era, this is really where the violence is preserved. I mean, it's we all watch football for different reasons, but I, I guarantee you, whether it's subconscious or conscious, we're watching because of the hits. And so until you stick a flag in there, man, the tight end, that, that, that is who is going to keep this game alive. Man, you mentioned Jackie Smith. What a great career with St. Louis. And all we remember is that drop in the Super Bowl with Dallas. And you know what? I mean, it was it, – it's unfair. I mean, for, we could spend an hour talking Jackie Smith, but – we, we got together in St. Louis. You know, the best way to, to get into something like that is over a couple beers. And eventually, you know, after getting into his life, his career, I mean, his rise is, is unbelievable. It, it's a shame 
that we don't think about it, let alone talk about it, where he came from to, to really revolutionize the tight end position. You look at the numbers today, you know, he, he still has the record for most yards per reception for any tight end, a good two yards more than Tony Gonzalez at 16.5. Uh, he, he was an unbelievable talent. And right, right when he thought his career was over, right when he has this neck injury and a Dallas Cowboys team doctor just okays him because he's, he's got to get off to a, a cattle auction. So it wasn't really a physical. It was just kind of, oh, you're good, you can play. So he, <laughs> his career probably should have ended right there, honestly, when he is basically paralyzed at one point. But uh, he loved Dallas. He loved Tom Landry. He calls it the most rewarding year of his football life. And you're right. I mean, he, that one play is those those 5.5 seconds that just define Jackie Smith in the court of public opinion. And uh, we, it got pretty emotional, man. I mean, it was, there were some tears. It wasn't until, it wasn't until a couple years ago that Jackie Smith really looked into the mirror and uh, asked himself some hard questions and was able to get over it. I, it affected his relationships with his, with his family at a pretty deep level. So, yeah, this, you know, it's blood and guts, it's about football, it's about tight end, but honestly, I think this book is more about life than football and how, how you overcome uh, 5.5 seconds like that that can really just torpedo your entire life. Very interesting. Now, for me, uh, in my 50s, and I grew up with Raider season tickets as a kid, and so Dave Casper was my guy, still the best hands I've ever seen, and then a little bit later they got uh, a guy in L.A., Todd Christensen, who was a different type of tight end, but those – those were kind of like my guys, and I remember in the 70s arguing people who said, oh, Riley Odoms is better, or Russ Francis. I'm like, Russ Francis, get out of here. <laughs> so it was very rewarding when Casper finally got in the Hall of Fame. But for you, uh, going back, to because to me, I feel like, and you're right, Mackey and Ditka kind of got that going in the 60s, but the 70s was really kind of like the first era where the tight end had all that panache. That's a great point. Yeah, Ditka and Mackey, it was, all right, you know, you can, you can release off of the line of scrimmage. You know, Luke Johnson was the offensive coordinator for the Bears, a name that nobody knows. <laughs> I mean, he had two dick of credits as basically creating this position where you can go run a route, catch a ball, run somebody over. But that was Dick and Mackey. You know, Jackie Smith through the 60s and the 70s is, is really running past the linebacker into the secondary, making plays deeper than those two. So I, I think he deserves his due. And, and then Ozzie Newsome, Kellen Winslow, it was really that, I really think it was that night at the Orange Bowl that the America kind of learned what the tight end position could, could be all about. When Kellen Winslow is getting carried off the field, you know, he's passed out on the bench, he's, he's dying on the field. It just, it just looks like this dude isn't even going to make it out of this game. And again and again, makes big play after big play. You know, he blocks that kick or gets a finger on it anyways. <laughs> Um, I talked to Dan Fouts, Hank Bauer, Wes Chandler, everybody involved with that game, and they, they still look back at that night almost like, you hate to throw around analogies like this, but almost like it was a battlefield. Like, how did we survive this game? In, in the locker room afterwards, I think everybody was just like laying on the shower floors with cold water running under them. You know, winners and losers, it, it was the same reaction. They were just happy to get the hell out of there and that it was over. I remember I was in high school for that game, and I thought at the time, because I'm such a Charger hater, that it was the biggest drama queen thing I ever saw because <laughs> he grabbed the oxygen tank and he was like, I can't breathe, I can't walk, I need to be carried off. And I thought, God, you drama queen crybaby. Anyway, that's, you know, just, that's just my hate. I get it. I get, <laughs> they get it too. They, they, they are convinced, like, looking at him in the eyes, 
in that huddle that it was it was real and it was <laughs> his body just just gave out like he he had literally nothing else to give so I'll I'll take their word for it I hear you though I hear you that you know as a younger you know thirty five year I went around for that game it's like okay it's theatrical but. There wasn't such thing as theatrics then, right? I mean, football wasn't then what it is now. So I, I think it's 100% real talking to these guys. <laughs> okay, fair enough. A couple more questions for Tyler Dunn. The blood and guts. By the way, the title, do people think you're talking about George Patton here? <laughs> <laughs> they might. They might. It's uh, <clears throat> you know, it, just, it just feels like this is football, right? I mean, you... You need to mash alignment. You need to run up the seam, catch a ball. I, you know, as I took on this project and, and kind of traveled the country, hanging out with you know, Dicka and Gronk and Tony Gonzalez, all these guys, it's, it was just to, to see if, if this is really where the, the game is alive and well because of how much it's changing, because of how soft it's getting. It's, I get it. We could have done a book about linemen, right, because they're the ones in the trenches hitting each other 70 times a game. But at the same time, you have a good game as an offensive lineman, Nobody's talking about you for three hours, right? The, the tight end, you got to do all that stuff. You know, you have to do the, the work that you, nobody wants to do, as like Tony Gonzalez said. Like, you're just in the trenches. You're, you're blocking with the linemen in practice. Like, nobody likes that, but you got to do it. And when it's third and eight and the game's on the line and it's late in the fourth quarter, you're probably going to get the ball, and you've got to make a play. So I think there's a physical and a mental toughness that, that the tight end position has um, that you that combination isn't really seen at any other position. You know, when I uh, think about the position, which initially was to block, and you think about how many block now, and George Kittle with San Francisco does that so well, as well as being one of the top five tight ends. And I got to interview him a couple of years ago, and he said, hey, at Iowa, uh, they told the tight ends, if you don't block as well as a tackle, you ain't playing. But it seems like it's almost a lost art, the tight end. Because I remember the Raiders had a guy named Lee Smith. He would just block. It's like, we will never throw to you. So it's almost like, this this guy catches, the Darren Wallers will catch, and the Lee Smiths will block. But what about the guys like Kittle that can still do both? You're right. I actually caught up with Lee Smith uh, like for a Q&A at my site. It's golongtd.com if people want to check it out. Because he is such a fascinating dude, isn't he? I mean, he's got a compelling story himself and mm-hmm. embracing all of that. But it... The way Kittle put it in our conversations was, all right, yeah, out of Iowa, like you just said, if, if you don't block, you're not going to play. So you better like it, and you better love it. And he just kind of learned to fall in love with just inflicting pain on another human being. That You can legally just whoop somebody, mm-hmm. and nobody's going to say a word. And that was never really in his football DNA, not, not to that extreme. And he worked through some things at Iowa. He was pretty open on not really taking it serious, maybe partying a little too much. And then, then he had a lot of uh, you know, mental health stuff and anxiety that he worked through. And he saw a sports psychiatrist, and you know, he, he had a, like a red dot put on his tape, on his wrist. And he'd draw, and he, just, he would just kind of hit it you know, to reset if something happened. And he had, he had to move past the play. Um, so that helps. He, he went through his stuff, but at the core of it, it was falling in love with blocking. And we get into the very first pancake block of his career. It was against, uh, I believe it was Northern Illinois. They had this big dude, Teddy Corwin. He's, you know, 270, 280. And George Kittle's breaking it down on how he drove this guy like 10 yards back, knocked him on his butt. I'm thinking, okay, like, that just sounds like a fishing story. I don't know if I believe it. And you, you, you pull it up on YouTube, and there it is, clear as day. And I was able to track down Corwin. And he remembers it like it was yesterday. He, he had never been <laughs> de knocked on his butt 
that badly before. It was embarrassing. And he kind of laughed. He said, you know, at the time, I don't know who this guy is. And, you know, lo and behold, I'm watching the NFL. They're talking about George Kittle and how he went to Iowa. And he goes, I, I looked it up, and I didn't feel as bad. Okay, I, I can live with this now. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the willingness. It really is. Wow. Now, speaking of uh, mentally, I, I shouldn't say anything. I'll let you say it. Jeremy Shockey, so good in college, first-round pick, comes to the Giants. He's rookie of the year. And then he seemed like he lost his mind at some point. Did you get down a chance to talk to him? Yeah, yep. Flew down to uh, to Miami Beach, and you know, if you're gonna hang out with Jeremy Shockey and, and try to learn everything you can about Jeremy Shockey, it better be over a couple of drinks. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he ordered some. I ordered some, and he, uh, he just, you know, he took it all the way back to Ada, Oklahoma. And, you know, his his life story is pretty wild. You know, his upbringing and everything that he had been through, and you know gets into knocking out a guy at the bar when he's in high school. And, uh, yeah, he goes, you don't like fighting? I was like, I've never been in a fight. How, how can you not like? You couldn't believe that I was never in a fight. You know, he's been in more than he can count. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do get it. You know, here's, here's somebody everybody thought um, was Canton-bound, you know, this linebacker playing tight end. You know, the Hall of Fame game is rookie year. He's you know, just blasting through the whole Houston Texans team. And I think the expectations were just through the roof. He had the highest-selling jersey. Um, and to some people, you'd think, well, he never really lived up to expectations. I mean, the guy made four Pro Bowls and won a Super Bowl with two different teams. And mm-hmm. I, I think that his, the reason he's smack dab on the cover of this book and his chapters, I don't know, whatever it was, 11, 12,000 words, I mean, his impact on the game itself is profound. I mean, a whole generation of football players really did look up to him as a modern-day Dicka, as somebody bringing a defensive mentality to a football field, as somebody who would stir up fights at the U just to build a certain atmosphere, a certain attitude. I mean, he was always at the eye of the storm throwing bows, and that's what he did day one with the Giants. We get into that whole brawl. And uh, lo, lo and behold, you know, Rob Gronkowski in Buffalo, New York, he's, what, 12, 13 years old. He's watching this, and he writes Jeremy Shockey a letter and says, man, you are my hero. You're my idol. I want to be you one day, and he is one day times – a hundred, right? I mean, Rob Gronkowski's the best tight end ever in terms of however you want to break it yeah. down. But I think it's that it's that living hard, partying hard, playing hard. Um, that that's where Shockey absolutely left his imprint on on the sport itself. Yeah, say what you want about Gronk, but he owns just about every record. The book is called "The Blood and Guts: How Tight Ends Save Football." Available today from Twelve Publishing from uh, Tyler Dunn. I like that Twelve is in silver and black. It reminds me of Snake, my favorite player. Beautiful. I love it. Good good call. Great recall. I love it. All right. Hey, Tyler, th- uh, congratulations. Thanks for coming on, man. No, th- thank you so much for having me. Appreciate you. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Byline. Who's watching? Tell me who's watching. Who's watching me? If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. 
AlgaeCal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. AlgaeCal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And AlgaeCal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. AlgaeCal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how AlgaeCal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call. You'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us? We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk-free offer. 800-738-5332. That's 800-738-5332. Back to pass, goes targeted. He's going down the middle, and White makes the catch. He is clean, but holds on to the football, losing the helmet. Chin strap flying one way, helmet the other. Holy Toledo. I saw Rick Tittle at the laundromat last night, and I was hella checking him out. I just kept staring at him, and he played like I wasn't even there. I be like that then. All right, thank you for that. A couple minutes left in the show. You know, Tom Brady uh, swore at his offensive line, and that wasn't a good look, and their loss to Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger 
said, Tom is the greatest, the Super Bowl rings show it, but it looked like he didn't want to be out there. Maybe it was the pressure and maybe he was getting hit and whatever was going on. There's no way he's enjoying this. No way. Just didn't look fun for him. When the defense gets after you, sometimes your anger and your disgust for things happen because the other team is affecting you, but not because it's you, but yeah, it looked like a different Tom. He said, I think there's a lot of soul searching. Well, Tom Brady said, I do think it's a bad day when there are more F-bombs than touchdowns. They used to kind of keep from showing you in those moments, but now it's kind of for the world to see that's just the way it is. I think I have a great rapport with all my teammates. They know that the only reason why I'm doing it is to try and motivate them and try to raise them to another level. If I don't think we're living up to and playing up to expectations we're capable of, then that's my job. I'm a quarterback. I'm not expecting the left tackle, running back, or receiver to do it. It's my job to get us going and to rally us. There's a lot of ways to do it. So there it is. Tom Brady, he got fined last week. He's screaming at his teammates. Who knows what's going on at home? It's none of my business. But uh, Big Ben said, didn't look like he wanted to be out there. And I don't want to be in here. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Yeah, man, I hope we don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.